0: Welcome to the podcast of Ben Kruska, where every Wednesday there's a fresh word of faith and victory for your life. Now, here's Ben Kruska. Hey, welcome back to another podcast. So glad you're tuning in uh, for these. We're in the middle of like a little series on faith. And actually, I'm running you through some of my Bible school notes uh, that we teach here in the Bible school here in Amsterdam for all our students in faith one and faith two. So you're getting like some good stuff. Um... That's uh, some kind of exclusive information here. So I hope you're enjoying it. If you haven't heard the last few podcasts on faith, then I encourage you to listen to those as well, uh, because I'm taking you along through this whole journey. Uh, And I believe at the end of it, and even in the middle of it, you start using that faith, start applying it. I give you practical tools tools on how to. uh, So it's not all theoretical, but very practical. And I believe your faith will be working. You're going to see results. And you're going to see your prayers answered. You're going to see the desires of your heart met. And you're going to do big things for God in Jesus' name. So um, last um, podcast, we shared a little bit about the definition of faith. What is faith and how to start using it. Today, we're going to continue on that. So let's go back to Hebrews 11 verse 1. Hebrews 11 verse 1. It says, Now faith is is the substance of things hoped for the evidence of things not seen. In amplified it says faith is the assurance the confirmation the title deed of the things we hope for. Title deed is meaning you're the owner of for instance a house or a car or whatever. You you are the owner but you might not even be living in it but you have the title deed. You hold the title deed in your hand, you have it. So faith is the assurance, the confirmation of the title deed of the things we hope for. So we saw already that faith and hope are two different things. Hope gives birth to faith, but hope is always in the future. And faith is always now. Now faith is. Faith is now and faith perceives as real fact those things which has not been revealed to the senses yet. So faith perceives as a real fact those things which have not been revealed to the senses as of yet. It is the assurance or the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. You don't see it yet, it hasn't been revealed to the senses yet, but you have the assurance and the substance that you have it. That goes completely contrary to the natural mind. But this is how faith works. These, This is how these spiritual things work. We live according to the spirit, not according to the natural mind. And um, if you want to walk in the supernatural and you want to see your faith working, you have to make the difference between these. Second Corinthians 5 or 7 is a scripture you will hear coming back a lot when you listen to me. Um, It says that uh, we walk by faith and not by sight. We could say like this. We walk by faith and not by the senses. These two are polar opposites. If you would ask yourself, you know, before I mentioned that, like, what's the opposite of faith? You might say fear um, or unbelief. But I would say maybe it's the senses. We walk by faith not by sight, not by the senses. Thomas said, if I see it and touch it, then I believe it. But that sense fell, that sense kind of faith, sense realm faith. But Abraham kind of faith says, I don't consider my own body already dead, nor the deadness of my wife's womb, but I know that I have it and I am fully convinced that what God has promised He is able to perform. You can read that in Romans chapter 4. That is Bible faith. Well, where does that come from? We already saw that that comes from the word. You know, faith comes from hearing the word. And um, that's where faith begins. Faith begins where the will of God is known. And his word is his will. I can say it like this. Let's give this example. Um, let's say you have this multi-millionaire neighbor living next door to you and you have some kind of financial need, you can go ask him for help, right? You can go ring his doorbell. It's like, man, I'm, I'm in trouble. <laughs> can you help me? Uh, which I don't suggest you doing. You know, you just ask the Lord, but just as an example, right? So when you go ring that doorbell and you ask for help, you know that the man is able to, he's able to help you. He has the resources and the ability to help you in your current need, but... You don't know for sure that he will help you. So you really can't have faith or you can't really have assurance. You hope that he will meet that need. You know he can, but you're not sure that he will. Right? That's how many people approach God. I know you can heal me i know you can bless me i know you can meet my need i know you can you know save my family but i'm not sure if you will because i don't know your will well then it's important that we come to know the will of god concerning the matter right and his word is his will so once we find out the word then we know god's will concerning the matter so let's say this multimillionaire neighbor when you first moved in You came to say hi, and he said, man, if you ever have any needs, if you ever have any trouble, come bring my doorbell, and I'll be happy to help you. I'm willing to help you. Then, if something happens, you can boldly and confidently walk up to that door and say, hey, man, I have this need, and I remember you said that. Um, and I just want to ask if you could help me and then you know he will because he has already said he's willing and you already knew he was able so that's what happens when you hear the word of God reg- regarding a topic regarding a situation when you find out the will the the will of God regarding the matter then you can boldly become before the throne of grace and obtain mercy in time of need because you know God is not just able but he's very willing so I already gave uh, some examples out of my personal life as well. So let's move on to um, that uh, second part of that definitions from, definition from Hebrews 11. It says, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. First of all, let's talk about the substance of things hoped for first. Hebrews 11 verse 3. I love this verse. It says, by faith we understand... That the worlds were framed by the word of God. So that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. (laughs) That second part of that verse, listen to that. The things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. In other words, everything you see around you was not made with visible things, was made with the invisible word of God the worlds were framed by the word of God. The world is founded on the word of God. Forever, O Lord, your word is settled in heaven. The earth will pass away, heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. So, the word is the most solid foundation there is in this universe. But to the natural mind, it's unsure because we're like, oh, what if God doesn't come through? What, is he, what if he doesn't meet my need? What if he doesn't, you know, uh, heal my body? What if, you know, it doesn't? Well, faith knows the word of God is true. Faith, know God is, faith knows God is not a man that he should lie, that he's not the son of man that he should repent. But when he said it, he does it. In God's mind, it's already done. So when you get that word on the inside of you, you get the substance in your spirit of things that are not seen yet, things that you're still hoping for, but you already have the substance in you. Many people, they find out, you know, about like the power of your words and the power of your confession, but they don't have any substance of that thing inside of them. So they're just speaking empty words. That doesn't work. You can't say buy a stripe some heal, buy a some heal, buy a some heal, buy a i some heal, and expect a result if you don't have the substance of your healing on the inside of you. Do you, do you know what I'm saying? Does that make sense? That. By the word of God, you get so convinced, you get so fully persuaded that what God has said is true, that you are the healed of the Lord, that you are blessed by God Most High, that you are strong in the Lord and in the power of His might, that you are more than a conqueror. These are not things you're just hoping for. You have the substance in you, you have the evidence of it in you, you have this, you know, reality of the truth of those things inside of you You are pregnant with it you know it's real then when you speak then there's power but many people have only words in their mouth and no faith in the heart but words in your mouth are only powerful when you have faith in your heart faith in your heart and words in your mouth that's the divine combination right there Look, I'll give you a few examples. For instance, Mark 11, Jesus cursing the fig tree. Do you know this story where Jesus, you know, is hungry? He's on his way to Jerusalem. He's hungry, hasn't had breakfast yet. He sees a fig tree from afar, has leaves. When a tree has leaves, it should have fruit. Walks all the way over to the tree, only sees leaves, no fruit. It says the, the tree is a hypocrite, curses the tree, it says, no one will ever eat fruit from you again and walks away. The next day, they come back, pass by that tree again. and <laughs> You know, Peter is watching, you know, he's like, I wonder what happened to that tree? So he's already like a few kilometers before they even arrive by that or pass by the tree. He's already looking on the lookout. Where's that tree at? He's like, John, have you seen the tree? No, it's over there. So then they see the tree and there's no tree left. It's all withered up. It's all dried up from the roots up, completely dried up. And they say, Jesus, look, the tree you cursed, it's dried up, it's withered away. And Jesus said, Hey, I'm not surprised. They were the only ones surprised. Jesus already had the substance in him that when he spoke to that tree, he knew that the reality he had, he had on his inside was being, you know, put on that tree. That's why Jesus didn't even stop to watch what would happen. He already knew what he said was going to happen because he had the reality of it inside of him. He had the substance of things hoped for inside of him. Another example is when they were uh, on the the boat on the lake and the storm on the lake. And, you know, wind and waves and waves crashing into the boat. And everyone screaming like little girls, oh, we're perishing, we're perishing. (laughs) Don't laugh, you might have done the same. (laughs) Um, and they wake up jesus lord don't you care that we perish and jesus gets up and what does jesus do jesus rebukes the wind and speaks to the waves and says peace be still what is Jesus doing? The substance that he has on the inside of him. If Jesus wasn't didn't have any peace inside of him, he had nothing to say to that storm. But the substance of peace on the inside of him, the substance of him knowing he is the Prince of Peace, caused him to, with, to, to boldly proclaim to those waves and to that storm, Peace be still, and the, the storm had to listen. That's faith at work. And then Jesus turns to his disciples and rebukes them. And he says, why are you so afraid? Why don't you have any faith? In other words, Jesus is saying, I'm acting in faith. You could have done the same. But many of us, (laughs) our faith walk is limited to begging God to do something. Where Jesus is already showing us there. He's telling them, hey, you do something. You act in faith. Remember that woman with the issue of blood in Mark chapter 5? She said in her heart, if I only touch his clothes, then I will be healed. And she goes and presses through the crowd and finds Jesus, touches his clothes, acts in faith and receives her healing. Power goes out of Jesus. Power goes into her. And she is healed that very moment. Jesus turns around and what does he tell her? Daughter, your faith has made you whole. Your faith. It wasn't. Jesus said it wasn't, Jesus didn't say my faith. He said your faith. So her acting in faith, speaking it out, and then acting it out, what happened? She received the substance. She, she had that thing, what she had hoped for. But she already had the substance on the inside of her. If I only touch his clothes, I will be healed. She knew that she knew that she knew. She was fully persuaded. You say, where do I get that full persuasion from? From the word. Glad you asked from the word faith comes from hearing and hearing the word of god when that word goes from logos to rhema you know when you when you when you know it's god's word for you when you know that you know it's yours just like you know that you are saved just like you know that heaven is your home no one can take that away from you how do you know it you know it by faith. You you have it by faith. You have the substance of that salvation in you by faith. Well, it works the same for healing. It works the same for provision and prosperity. It works the same for walking in the wisdom of God and in the strength of God. It works. Faith works, but you got to work it. But you can't work it if you don't know how it works. So faith is the substance of things hoped for. You have to have that substance on the inside of you. by the word of god then the second part of that definition faith is the evidence of things not seen evidence of things not seen yet you say well if i don't see it how can i know it's true how do i how can i say i have it i don't want to lie the thing is that's natural thinking only looking at facts If you're taking notes, write this down. Facts can change, but the truth of God's Word never changes. Facts are subject to change, but the truth of God's Word is unchangeable. His Word stands, and His Word doesn't change. You say well things not seen are there things not seen how can i believe something that i can't see there's this awesome story in the old testament i believe it's in second kings chapter 6 where this enemy army is coming to uh, take elisha captive the prophet elisha you know the the king of that enemy army had made plans to, you know, ambush Israel. And every time he made a plan, <laughs> Elisha, by the word of the Lord, would, knew, would know what the king had, what the foreign king had planned and went to his own king, the king of Israel, and said, hey, uh, they're planning this. Don't go past this uh, way because they have an ambushment there for you. <laughs> so the, that, that enemy king gets frustrated and he says, we have a spy in the camp. We have, we have a snitch. Who's the snitch in our camp? And they tell him no king it's no snitch it's it's the prophet elisha what you decide and what you say in your bedroom (laughs) his god reveals to him so they're like we need to get this guy so they uh, sent this huge army to take elisha captive and uh it's early in the morning elisha's servant is going out to get some water outside the city gates and uh he comes to the edge of the city and he looks up and there's this huge army surrounding the city and you know he has a little bit of a nervous breakdown runs back inside finds elisha and says man of oh god please come there's this huge army we're we're we're, we're lost we're gonna die <laughs> and elisha says calm down i haven't had my coffee yet and they walk uh, to the edge of the city and they look out and sure enough there's this huge army and you know what elisha tells the servant he tells him oh don't worry there are more with us than are with them <laughs> there are more with us than are with them and i can just imagine that servant just looking at himself looking at the old prophet counting one two and then counting the enemy army ten thousand twenty thousand thirty thousand forty thousand fifty thousand he's like The man of God, I respect him highly, but he must have had like a sunstroke or something. (laughs) He might have been hit by a Dutch windmill or something. (laughs) I don't know what happened, but he definitely didn't pass his math class in elementary school. More with us than are with them. They're with a huge army and it's just the two of us. And Elisha says, oh, Lord, open his eyes. (laughs) And I can just imagine that servant saying, oh, Lord, open his eyes. (laughs) He's the one that can't count. I'm seeing clearly. We're just with two and they're with a huge army. And uh, Elisha says, open his eyes, Lord. And the eyes of the servant are opened, the spiritual eyes. And what happens? He sees this huge army surrounding the other army but this army is not a natural army it's an army of fiery chariots and chariots and horses angel army all around that enemy army and definitely he could see now for himself there are more with us than are with them so the fear left because he saw well let me ask you this question were those angel armies created after his eyes were opened or were they already there before he could see them of course the answer is b they were already there before he could see them he just couldn't see them so faith is the evidence of things not seen there's a lot of things you can't see but they are there The Bible says in Ephesians 1 verse 3 that God has blessed us with all spiritual blessing in heavenly places. You say, I'd like to see that blessing. Well, that's why he prays a little bit later in the chapter. He says, I pray that God gives you a spirit of wisdom and revelation that the eyes of your understanding may be flooded with light. In other words, that your eyes, your spiritual eyes may be opened. Many of us, we live too much in the natural, but God wants wants us to see with spiritual eyes, to look into the mirror of the Word of God and to see all the blessings that are available for us and to say, I thank you, Lord, they are mine. I might not be able to see them with my natural eyes, but I'm seeing them with my spiritual eyes and I believe I receive them in Jesus' mighty name. We'll continue with this next week. God bless you. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for supporting the podcast. You know, sharing it on your Instagram, partnering with us on our website, riveramsterdam.com or riverfoundation.eu. God bless you. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for sharing. And uh, hope you have a great week. See you next week. Thanks for listening to today's message. To be notified of new episodes, just hit the subscribe button. And to connect with Ben on social media, you can find him at Ben Kruska on Instagram and Facebook.